Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Ladies and gents, welcome to this episode of the Sophisticated Property Investing podcast with me, Frank Flegg, and Mr. Ian Jackson from Belfast. Good morning, Ian. How are you, sir? Good morning, Frank. How are you today? I'm good, mate. I'm good, thank you. All the better for speaking to you, Ian. That's your phrase. That's what you say to me most often when I call you. Today, Ian, we are chatting about the journey of investors or people who want to be investors through coming on to Ethical Property Partners and what your experiences have been of those investors. Because I know in Northern Ireland, you have smashed it out of the ballpark in terms of the results that your clients are getting. And I just wanted to sit down with you, Ian, and pick your brains about what it is that EPP brings to your clients in Northern Ireland. How I, I want to know where were they at when they started? Where are they at now? You know, six months in, 12 months in, 24 months in and beyond. And how, what has that meant for their lives? So can we, can you pick a partner for me? Like we can use a fictitious name because, you know, we yeah. don't want to disclose yeah. personal information, but um, pick a partner and, and tell me, a little bit about their journey prior to joining EPP. Okay, well, one of the persons comes to mind, I'm, I'm going to give him the name of Fred, and um, he has a, a professional job and um, has, has been in that job for some time. Spent a lot of time in college getting his qualifications in, in that sector, and he spent, um, I think it was just under four years over in Canada, uh, where he got a, a lot of uh, success there, with his, with, but then he decided to come back as the company changed its structure and, and um, they wanted him to commit to a longer term and he felt, you know, maybe at four years is long enough. So he came back here and he now has a very good job here, very well-paid job and uh, a, a job that takes up a full day's work for him, I have to say, uh, because he's, um, you know, he's in and out of meetings all the time on, on Zoom. It's a very busy schedule. He's been thinking about about property for some time. Now, he, when he started on the programme in, in uh, January 20, he was under 30. He had been working with another uh, group in, in, in Belfast, uh, paying fees for a couple of years, but hadn't actually got to the stage of buying any property. He comes on with us on, on January. By the end of that year, and I remember this January 20 was the, pan, the beginning of the pandemic. The whole place was closed down, remember, from March, April and May. And then we started to get some release um, in, in, in after May. But the problem we had here was that our um, land registry is different to the United Kingdom. So we have our own department here in Belfast. And they just decided they would stay closed. So uh, we couldn't process any purchases or sales until they decided, well, maybe we can open. So it was a very difficult year. But in that year, um, Fred uh, bought eight properties from zero to hero, really, is, 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 is where he is. <laughs> I like that. In that time span, you know, and really, we didn't get the first one over the line until about, um, I think it was nearly August before we got the first one actually over the line when we could use it. And the problem, of course, with land re- registry is that um, the solicitors have to give an undertaking when you draw a mortgage down that the deed's going to be registered with land registry with their, uh, with their mark on it, of course. So that's what the real issue was. You know, if, if, if uh, there was still some business going ahead where maybe um, cash was being used or, or other resources that didn't require 
uh, you know, the, the, the undertaking from the solicitor to have it a non mystery by a specific time. How did he get to those eight? Uh, well, I think the, the first big benefit with the, uh, with the business is we, we're, we're a, a you know, structure with systems to use. We're finding that those who come from a, a, a more professional background find these systems much easier to use. And that's because that they're coming from that professional background. You know, they're being, they're being told uh, or they're being taught how things work from the point of view, how to measure something, or uh, it depends what sort of, uh, you know, if they're a builder or if they're a civil engineer or something like, like that there, then they're being taught that, that precision is important. And what's written down is, is, is what it is. When you help them and show them through the, the different elements that we have in our system and, and how it works, it, they take to it very much like duck to water. The other big support element with the with the system is that we meet regularly. You know, I think it, Frank had worked out in a, in a previous podcast that here we spend about uh, 20 hours a month with our people, and that's extremely important because that gives them the confidence because somebody, if each week we meet, there's a success story. So we're sharing the success stories and everybody's getting energy from those success stories. And it may not be uh, brilliant success stories, you know, but if something's happened or a deal has gone over the line or a customer has come back. I mean, we had someone yesterday who rang about a leaflet that they got. And when we, when we they told us that the leaflet was A5, we only delivered A5 leaflets uh, to 26 months ago. And we only did it once. So that was quite a wow. So they, yeah. they came back over two years later. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Quite amazing. And, and of course, that, that gives everybody energy. You know, that, mm. you know cause when, you, when you send out uh, a marketing leaflet and, and you don't get maybe the response you'd like, you wonder, well, somebody just chucked them in the bin? <laughs> yeah. Or have they actually been delivered to the house? So this person had been keeping this for 26 months. I don't know the full circumstances yet, but I think that they've been... They've known they've been in a, between a rock and a hard place, and um, I guess they were just waiting till the pressure was enough to force them to make the call. So obviously this uh, guy is going to see them. I think it's tomorrow they're going to see them, so, um, and we'll see how that works out. But it just shows you that, that, that when you work the system, the system repays in every mm. way. And it's, it's that 20 hours a month that we spend with each other. And, mm. we, and also, the opportunity to share uh, experiences, the opportunity to share challenges. You know, like, I mean, we, we all go through challenges because the biggest headache in property is the legal teams. And, you know, no matter how, how well you think you've got them sorted out, um, you know, there's always something. You know, and of course, what happens is when you put them, when you put them against the wall, you start to get a, you start to get a few uh, fibs, you know. Well, I'm waiting on the other solicitor, and and uh, you know, and uh, but that's life in this in this uh, business. That's the way the life is. Obviously, our uh, our legal professionals um, are busy and don't have the time always to, to to respond at the speed we would love them to do. And also, maybe they're taking on a little bit more work than they than, than they can cope with. And of course, with the pandemic, they have a bit of catching up to do. You know, mm. so we've got to be. We've got to be gracious and realistic, you know, that, um, uh, but of course, we're trying to hold the hands of, of those who are selling to us. You know, some may never have done it before. Uh, so they don't really know what the procedure is. 
So uh, you know, uh, we're just. I mean, Matthew is, is, is my, uh, my 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 son, and he joined the business just back in May last year. Um, and um, he was ringing me this morning because we have a customer. We've agreed to, uh, to buy his property, and this wants to get an update. I've been speaking to the solicitor yesterday, um, and uh, so he's just getting an update. And it's only we only agreed that property with this client three weeks ago. So already we're going back to make him aware. That um, you know, our sister has requested a contract from his sister. Mm. You know, so it, it gives them confidence to know that well, number one, we're, we know what we're doing, and number two, we're taking all the pain out of it. Yeah, and doing the chain chasing for him, I like it. I tell you what, Matthew's on it. I, I was I was meeting with him in Derby only yesterday, so <laughs> he's right. back there and and on on the uh, chain chasing already. It's yeah. um it's fascinating. I'm gonna, we'll come back to Fred in a moment, uh, Ian, but that. 20 hours of contact time a month and, and your guys are, are obviously reveling in that and, and doing really well. I think the success stories is a big part of it. But also, for me, it's hearing all the challenges that people are having and all the hurdles and obstacles because A, makes you feel like you're not alone. It's like, oh, other people have these problems as well. Great, it's not just me or it's not just my solicitor or just not just my mortgage broker. But also knowing there's always a solution oh, that's what you, that's how you overcome that. That's how you overcome. And it's not so much the actual solutions. It's the mindset of this works. Every problem, every challenge is going to have a solution. We just have to be creative enough. And I can see it in partners. Partners, when they come on board, they're like, oh my goodness, I've got my first vendor. I need to speak to them. What if they say this? What if they say that? And then after 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 phone calls, they're like, ah, this is easy. And then they have their help visits and they're nervous about those. And then they get more. And it's that, I don't know what the, it's almost the herd effect, isn't it? It's like peer pressure, but instead of negative peer pressure, positive peer pressure of, yeah, I can do this. I'm a property investor. I have the identity of a property investor. If you take Fred as a an example, he didn't have the identity of a property investor. He couldn't have had the identity of a property investor because he'd been paying fees. He'd been receiving mentorship for two years, but hadn't done a deal. And now... All of a sudden, he gets that belief because he's surrounded by, and we talk about the tidal wave of positivity within the EPP community. He's surrounded by people who are walking the walk, who are doing deals, who are helping him to do deals and believe he can do deals. And lo and behold, he he does eight deals in in a really, really difficult 12-month period when most people are battening down the hatches and, and not doing anything. So my question for you, Ian, is... What has that meant to Fred financially? How much equity has he now got from those eight deals? How much cash flow has he got coming in? For substantial results, um, he has 183,000 equity. 183,000 in equity, did you say? Yeah, plus he has, uh, after all costs, 2,200 a month coming in. 2,200 a month coming in. That's amazing, isn't it? For 12 months' work. Yeah. So 12 months' work and he's got... Just shy of two hundred grand increase in net worth. Do you know what his net worth was before he came on board? Uh, net worth was around about uh, forty thousand. Wow! Done. So he's—I think you he said he was just under thirty. So he spent 
just under yeah. 30 years accumulating £40,000 worth of uh, of assets. And then in his first year on EPP, this just blows my mind, he's added another £183,000 of that. So he's yeah. more than quintupled, I think that's the right word, five times to his net worth in that uh, in that first 12 months. That's amazing. Now, here's a question. Do you know what Fred earns a month, what his take-home is a month in his professional job? It's in the uh, 40s. So 40K, so after tax. So he's going to be taking home probably two eight maybe a month 2800 yeah, yeah i think that's just under three yeah um and so he's nearly in his first yep. 12 months matched his salary so he's nearly financially free now he'd probably carry on doing his job a bit longer but that's just phenomenal isn't it absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. yeah it's um unbelievable so give us another example in because that, that's that's fred uh, pick, pick another person because I'm really interested. So that was a professional person. We have another person which we'll, we'll name him uh, James, uh, which is a fictitious name, and uh, he comes from a, a very different background altogether. He's a country, uh, comes from the uh, from the, the country, and um, he would be coming from farming background, um, and um, he's, he's run a, a, a business for some time. Um, that was just buying and selling, um, you know, different things. Um, and uh, he also had been uh, through the uh, the property. I mean, he, he came along to the, I used to, to run the, for seven years, I ran the, the Belfast pin meeting. And he'd been coming along to the pin meeting for probably, I would say, on about uh, five years. And um, he was, he's a great networker and a great individual and, and, and absolutely amazing crack. Uh, but he came through a number of hard knocks. I need to interject there, Ian, and translate. Um, amazing crack means he's a great laugh for those of you not in Northern Ireland. <laughs> I just need to translate. <laughs> Go ahead, Ian. Good lad. Well, uh, so he'd been trying to source deals, and he'd found some uh, deals because of his networking, but I don't know he ever managed to get any over the line. Um, and I think that... The challenge that, 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 that people come to work with us, the, the challenge they have is they need to change a paradigm. And that's the big secret. And, 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 and across both uh, Fred and James, what we managed to do was to change their paradigm. What they thought they could achieve before they came uh, was a limiting belief. But when we when they got in along with with me and with the rest of, of, of the systems, then we were able to, to convince them that look, this works, not just for me, not just for uh, everybody else in the United Kingdom or everybody else in the USA. It works here in Northern Ireland, and that, that was the, the big uh, light moment, the, the, the big light bulb moment, that when they realised this does work, and we do have. Uh, means to take the most profit and opportunity out of it uh, by the way we do things. But so um, James joined us a little bit after Fred, and um, he, he went through a, a trialing uh, period where he was fighting the system um, and was reluctant to maybe change some of those paradigms. I think what you're saying is so common and I just want to highlight it that James isn't um, alone in this. I'd say most people that 
spend time reading property forums, read property publications, go to property networking events, all of which are great, by the way, but none of which, in my experience and, and my opinion, get you from not being an investor to being an investor. None of them are, are, are enough. The, the number of people that I've um, met who, who've said, oh yeah, I read a book, went to some networking events and I've gone and bought eight houses in the last 12 months. I've never met anyone that's done that. <laughs> um, the difference, and you, you've just said it, but I really want to underline it for, for the guys listening. The difference is not that they're now finding loads more motivated vendors. The motivated vendors are everywhere. Yes, we've got a system for getting them to pick up the phone and phone us every day. Yes, you you can then systemize, you know, making your, your two, three, four phone calls a day, going out on your two, three help visits a week, doing your deal a month. Yes, we've got all that systemized, but that's not the hard bit. And you've used the word paradigm a couple of times. Um, it, what we're talking about there guys is just a different perspective on it so most people that take james for example um he's been coming to networking your networking event in belfast for five years and there's no way that he's not come across motivated vendors in five years low he would have come across loads and he would have done his due diligence and he would have crunched the numbers maybe spoken to a solicitor architect accountant mortgage broker but, and this is where people are lacking, in my opinion, he's not got the confidence to get it over the line. He's not got the confidence to sign it up and take action, take swift action. And good deals don't sit around. Good deals evaporate really quickly because the vendor's going to find someone else. The vendor's going to solve their problem. Someone else is going to solve their problem for them. And so that perspective of and 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 it's and yes, paradigm's a great word. It's also the beliefs. It's also the skills. That, so the belief that I can help this vendor and I can do it really quickly, and I'm the best person in the world to help them right now. There's also the the skill set of, and so this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign you up on an option. I'm going to sign a uh, this. I'm going to exchange this i'm going to instruct these solicitors that that skill set is also really really important and finally you've got the identity i am a property investor someone who is has been going to networking events for five years nothing against james lovely guy um delighted with the successes that he's had and we'll come on to those in a minute but when you switch that paradigm from I want to do some property deals to I am a property investor. That's when the rubber hits the road. That's when you start doing deals. And that's where Fred has gone from zero to eight deals in his first 12 months, which is amazing. And we'll hear about James in a minute. So, yeah, I think that that is so uh, valuable, Ian. And I just want to let you get know, guys, as um, as you're listening, um, I'm doing a monologue. We're getting great feedback from my <laughs> my ramblings on my own. I'm doing a monologue shortly. I know it's in the diary to record it in the next couple of weeks on what Ian has just brought up on um, identity beliefs and um, how you can work on those limiting beliefs. I'm doing a whole episode on that because it's not sexy and it's not popular you know people sell courses on come learn how to do this but it's not the how to do it it's not use this form and say this on the phone it's actually how 
to change you that's most important so that you can start doing these deals that you really want to do. So thank you for that, Ian. Let's um, let's move on to James's success. So five years. He hadn't done a deal in five years. Is, uh, did I hear yep. that right? Yeah. Wow. I thought Fred had uh, had a slow start. So um, Fred hadn't done anything for two years. And I, I don't think Fred had done anything before that, but he'd been trying no, for two years. No, no, yeah. no. So Fred had never done a deal, but he'd been trying actively and paying for mentorship and stuff for, for two years. Uh, James had not done a deal for five years. Um, what, what? How did he get on in his uh, on his EPP journey, James? Okay, well, James had a different. Uh, he wanted to do things a little different. He wanted to buy and sell rather than buy and hold. Uh, so we call that uh, TDICs. And um, he, he he got his first deal he got was to so I used to gather about in a very challenging area of our countryside that would be um, called one of the less um, attractive areas for uh, people in benefits but of course we all have to live he had quite a lot of challenges with with the data but we eventually got it over the line for him so what he's been doing is he's been buying agreeing deals and then selling them on because uh, he needed to replace some cash that he had lost uh, in previous challenges with uh, he, he, he'd been working in, in, as I said, in the countryside, in the country, and uh, there were some grants available for some for things that he was doing, and the grants suddenly changed uh, overnight, and left him in a big, big, a big, big problem. So he was trying to rebuild his confidence in in, in himself, and rebuild uh, the uh, the hole that had left in his in his, in his finances. Um, so that's why he opted to do this. So he is uh, he has now done five of these uh, in the last eighteen months, and um, I don't exactly remember what he brought in, but he'll definitely have he'll definitely have made over a hundred thousand in the five of them. So I would rather understate this than over than overstate it. So yeah, um, and I know you always do that in that even that though that and that's pretty mundane. I want to be respectful yeah. to James. It's pretty slow from an EPP perspective, but from a a real world perspective to go from no deals. So no income from property in five years to doing five deals at, as you say, in excess of 20,000 pounds a deal on average. So to do over a hundred thousand pounds in his first 18 months, this isn't after he's got going and he's got a, um, a pipeline of investors and a pipeline of, of vendors ready. This is from a standing start to do, to do yeah. six figures in your first 18 months is amazing absolutely amazing some of you might have wondered to yourselves um tdic what does that mean so with fred he his and, and everyone who comes into epp has a different um business plan we write a bespoke business plan for every single partner because every single partner is in a different part of the country with different support different resources finances team um, credits rec- record uh, time available to invest in property etc so everyone is different so everyone gets their own um, bespoke business plan and Fred's was to buy and hold he wanted to replace his income he wanted to raise his net worth did that phenomenally well in his first 12 months and now is you know building on that really solid foundation of, of year one especially as we're now coming out of COVID. So he's going to accelerate that, I would expect. And then James didn't want to buy and hold. He wanted just to generate lumps of cash. So if you remember, Fred is just bringing in just (laughs) £2,200 a month 
passive income from his from his portfolio or highly leveraged income to be more accurate so no massive chunks of money whereas James just wanted to bring in as much cash as possible and has, has brought in over a hundred thousand pounds the TDIC stands for turning discounts into cash flow now I have covered this in previous uh, podcasts so I won't go into detail but in a nutshell it involves finding a vendor who has a property that they're willing to sell below market value. So let's keep the, the, the figures easy. £100,000 property that the vendor's happy to sell for 75000 in in order to sell swiftly, etc. and simply. The second part of the turning discount, so that's the discount part into cash in your pocket, so into cash flow, TDIC, is finding an investor who wants a property that's going to yield them a decent return. And so what James has done there is he's found the 100 grand property for 75. He's sold it to an investor for 100. And then he's pocketed the difference. So he's pocketed £25,000. We've got a whole system for doing this. It comes through the solicitors. The investor doesn't pay uh, James 25 grand. The investor pays 100 grand for the property. Um, And then James will have put a tenant in place and does he manage them himself in or does he put them with a letting agent for them to be managed for the investors yes he has them with a letting agent and so he hasn't got that ongoing time commitment so his gross income on each one is probably 25 30 depending on the numbers he's probably netting 20 25 after expenses why would he manage them for 50 100 quid a month when he can go and do one of these a month well at the moment he's doing one of these every three months three or four months obviously that will accelerate as he gets a better pipeline and gets more efficient etc but he's thinking well why manage them and spend my time doing that for for hundreds of pounds when i could be doing tdic flips for thousands of pounds so makes complete sense what have you noticed with fred and james in terms of their attitudes in terms of their personalities and their confidence levels in are they, are they have you noticed any change of course it's changed their life you know they didn't think they could do this and all of a sudden it works you know and and they're looking back i mean uh the the, 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 the nearest day that james said was just two weeks ago and uh, things must be getting better for him because he requested that the uh, the profit out of the day would be sent to his wife's bank account and not his <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, you know things about. are getting better when you're doing uh, stuff to mitigate your tax obligations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if, his wife is now flipping property as well, is she? <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, it's just obviously he's obviously going to use up some of her tax availability. So mm. so he is, uh, which which is, uh, and, and, you know, you can see whenever they, they whenever they get a deal of a line, it just gives them uh, the energy to 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 go and do the next one. You know, and of course. What we try to do each time is, is we all go out for a meal on the person who's had the success. Uh, oh, I like that. It's like getting a hole in one at golf, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we celebrate. So we do. So, and uh, not every time, but we try to do it as often as we can because I think mm. it's important to mark down that, look, uh, look, you know, it's only two years ago where we didn't think this could happen. So it is. And all of a sudden, we're now, we now have a very substantial business that we're building for ourselves. And for our families, because that's what it's all for. You know, we're, mm. uh, each of these people are, 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 are uh, well, not, most of them are married and have family and they're looking to build wealth for the future and build it into mm. maybe a trust or a limited company 
where it can be handed down. Every single partner, um, I was I was with a few partners yesterday, and every single one of them have different definitions of of success. I told a story about uh, a friend of mine who's got a metallic pink Lamborghini and he parked it outside a meeting a, a few weeks ago. And I could see some people in the room going, wow, that's amazing. And others were sat there thinking, wow, what a waste of money. And that's it, you know, for my friend, a pink Lamborghini, a metallic pink Lamborghini. I thought it looked beautiful, but I wouldn't have spent the 300 odd grand that he spent on it, you know. Um, but um but that floats his boat, which is which is awesome, good for him. And for other yeah. people, it'll be, I've got partners that have only ever bought secondhand cars, you know, never spent more than five or 10,000 pounds on a car. And then they go and buy their first new car and they pay cash for it. And they feel amazing about having a new shiny car for the first time in their lives, you know, in, in their 50s or 60s. And it's just, it is amazing. I've had people that now don't have to worry about their their kids school fees every single term since their kids started going to private school they've struggled to pay the school fees and now they don't have to worry about that they've got you know two three four years of school fees in the bank ready to go um my kids go to state school so i've never had had to worry about school fees but it's each to their own isn't it and and what you're describing life changing is massive a a friend of mine now goes to to london on on nights out and he'll, he'll get a driver driver will drive him down from Birmingham to, to London he'll have a really great night out and he'll have a driver go back and that 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 is like really expensive hundreds of pounds on that but it's nicer for he and his wife than going on the train and it's nicer than staying in a premier inn they get to sleep in their own their own bed and it's because he can afford it it doesn't doesn't even you know, he doesn't notice at the end of the month if he's been to London two or three nights or nights out, even though they're probably costing him a grand or two a night for 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 a show and dinner or whatever. And and some people listen to this might go, oh, that's so extravagant. But it's not if you're doing the business. If you're doing the business and you bring the money in, it then it's just a, a matter of priorities. What What is most important to you? What... We only do this. You're absolutely right, Ian. We only do this, and our partners only do this to be happier. You know, why? Why would we go to work if it wasn't to earn money? Well, why do we want to earn money? Well, it's to be happier. It's to have experiences. It's to buy stuff that will make us happy. So, earning the money is the first part, and that's relatively easy. The next part, which is way more fun. Now, don't get me wrong. I love I love business. I know you love business, Ian. You wouldn't be doing it, you know, past retirement age or or nearing retirement age if you didn't love it. We we live and breathe property investing, but the it does boil down to bringing the money in so that we can spend our time doing whatever we want to do, and and I think that is a definition of of, of success for me. It's having the money to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it without looking at the price tag that's my definition and I have to admit it's very liberating when you get to that point and I love seeing it when partners get to that point when partners start doing stuff they never would have done before so I'm so happy for James and and Fred and I'm, I'm grateful Ian for you sharing their stories today because it is unbelievable isn't it it's it almost is unbelievable but the difference is I know both of them. <laughs> and even though you use pseudonyms, I know um, I know who they are from, from the descriptions. And yeah, it has been life-changing for both of them. I'll tell you who else it's been life-changing for, Ian, and credit to you, is your son, Matthew. He is yeah. growing and growing at the moment. Uh, how old is Matthew? 23. 
23 flew over um this week we spent some time together one-on-one yesterday he was talking about how you two are going to grow um epp northern ireland and then epp republic of ireland next uh, this this year 2022 um how you're going to grow your personal portfolio between the two of you and i just looked at him and i thought wow what a difference how long has he been in the business did you say just over a year yeah what a difference a year makes in my mind it was a year and um he was shy he was lacking in confidence in my opinion he was quite timid i can remember meeting him when he did the videography of uh, your first yeah. ever event so we're going back yeah. a bit he he now is such a more confident young man he he instills confidence and that's because he's done deals and he's earned money like he's never earned money before he's helped people like he's never helped them before he, he's like the plan he'd written we were reviewing his quarterly plan it was solid you know it was it was it's got the steps in it that are going to take him to the next milestone on his journey of success. So credit to you as a father, but also credit to you as a leader, Ian, because you're taking loads of people now in Northern Ireland through this, this process. So yeah, I'm delighted for you and your clients, mate, and your family. We learned a lot of it from you, Frank, and uh, (laughs) we're completely relied upon your continued support. Sometimes us leaders need to be uh, changed direction as well. And we need to get, past a paradigm that we didn't think we had, (laughs) which Mm. you're very, very good at alerting us to. (laughs) I know what you're referring to. So this is a bit of an in-joke between Ian and I. So two weeks ago, Ian, three weeks ago, we had our MFA retreat. So that's all of the country owners in uh, EPP. We all meet up once a quarter and do two pretty intensive days. Is it fair to say they're intensive, Ian? Extremely, (laughs) extremely. (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah we certainly don't hold uh, hold back or pull our punches we're we're all sat in the room to to help one another and to grow um our epp businesses and uh yeah we had some some frank conversations in didn't we but as you say we're all in it together and we're all supporting yeah. one another and uh and if that means we help more clients to do more deals and help more vendors and help more investors then uh and everyone's a winner. Ian, it's always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for carving yeah. time out of your day to, to speak with You're us. Welcome. Thanks for the interest in Northern Ireland. You have a fantastic day, sir, and we will look forward to speaking to you sometime soon in the future. Take care, Ian. Thank God you. bless. Bye-bye. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.